Welcome to Thrive with Confidence. This podcast provides insight into the Aquios Alliance, a buying group that connects private practices with trusted vendors and expert support. We will feature discussion with our vendor partners and optometrist members while we explore topics that will empower your independence. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Thrive with Confidence Industry Insights. I'm Scott, and today I'm joined by Kendall, Tim, and Teresa. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, there's Scott. Doing great. Thanks. Doing well. How are you? Doing great, Scott. Excited to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Walla Walla, Washington, in, in, <laughs> online with us. So uh, you, you guys, you guys know I'm doing super duper. I I, I want to talk about a, a pretty serious topic today that that we need to be aware of and and have at the forefront of our mind. We just ended right our our one of our busiest seasons uh, of uh, of our industry, and it's not going to be too long before we're going to turn around and get right back into one, and then back into that the holiday season again. So let's talk about burnout. All right, um, and and how do we how do we avoid burnout and how do we handle it if and when it happens? So what are some things that you guys see with, with, with burnout? You see, Scott, if you just come off the brake a little bit, you hit the gas, you're not going to have that screeching tires. Oh, sorry. Different burnout, I guess. Yeah, sorry. We're not we're not talking about what you look like when you're leaving a grocery store parking lot. Um, it's It's physical and emotional burnout. Grocery store parking lot. That's what she's looked like when she's leaving the office parking lot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not just the grocery <laughs> Burnouts store. Burnouts look cooler. We're not talking about how you drive through a school zone, Kendall. We're talking. We're talking about <laughs> physical and emotional burnout. Scott, I think one of the things to keep in mind is, you know, is this something that we can anticipate happening. You know, are we recognizing that we're short staffed, that everybody has a little bit more on their plate? Um, You know, how can we be a little bit more thoughtful and planful around, you know, everyone's self-care? I think when burnout happens, um, the usually the last person that anybody thinks of is themselves. Um, so if that's the case, um, you know, how can we put a pause in our schedule? How can we take a look uh, a week ahead of time, a month ahead of time and say, I need to block this out or else my my life is going to become overwhelmed before we even, um, you know, know that it's happening to us. So I think trying to be proactive in situations where um, we know that there's a very good possibility of us uh, burning out is going to be key. Nice. So let's let, let's talk about what are what are some of the causes of of, of burnout? And, and, you know, you brought up I, I love being proactive and, and we definitely need to do that. But let's 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 break down. What are some things we need to be proactive about? What are some things that you guys see in practices that cause that burnout to happen? I think that with certain individuals, um, they, you know, whether it's your practice manager, front desk, optician, technician, the doctor, you know, when we recognize that we're short staffed, all of a sudden, um, all of these duties and tasks that were um, delegated to, to that person are now consumed by somebody else. You know, is that one other person in the office taking on the entire job of another person? Or are we taking those duties and responsibilities and dele- delegating them amongst the rest of the team? Because maybe it's not 
entire team that's going to be burnt out. Maybe it's just one person on your team. Maybe it's just, you know, a handful of people. And I love what you said, Sky. It's like, are, are we checking in with them? Are we are we asking how how is our peer doing? How's our friend at work doing? How's the doctor doing? You know, a lot of times, you know, our, our doctors are these strong, silent soldiers in our practices. They know they carry the weight of the world, you know, on their shoulders and they have to be the strength of the practice. And, um, or they think they do, rather. I mean, they, they have an entire team of people there that are willing and wanting to help. I think communication is, is going to be key with that as well. Yeah, you, yeah you, you couldn't be more right about that. And I, and I, and I, love, I love you brought up the, the, the silent soldier. And, and I think that that goes for our doctors. And I think that goes for some staff members, too. I think we've all, we've all worked with you know, that, that one person who just isn't going to complain. They aren't going to say anything. They're going to take everything, and, and, and they're just going to keep forging ahead. But one person can only take so much before it does just take its toll. And and, and a lot of times, those people, they don't show signs of, of burnout on the outside, right? They Until it actually is, is just all said and done. And so checking in with one another, like you said, and just asking, right? How are you? How are we doing today? Um, these are, I think, in our busiest times, one of the... the one of the first things that, that it goes are team meetings. And we, we start to let that communication slide. It's like, oh, well, we don't have time. I'm pretty sure anybody that's listened to this podcast has heard me say this once, twice, probably 10, 15 times. You cannot afford to not have team meetings. This is such a special time and a valuable time for for your team to be able to connect, to be able to share that information, but to be able to look at one another and go, everybody doing good, right? Maybe we do a breathing exercise or goat yoga. No, I'm just kidding about the goat yoga thing. Um, but, but something as a group to be able to come together and, and stay calm. And I think the other part too is, is celebrate the victories. I think too many times, you know, we get overwhelmed and and we get that that the weight of the the world is as Teresa said and and we forget to celebrate the victories. I mean, there's there's success every day, and and you need to celebrate that. But I think part of that too is, you know, you look at your staffing and your staffing levels, and and I think we have a tendency not to want to to recruit maybe, um, you know, until it's necessary. And then really, if you think about the timeline from starting to place an ad or whatever to the time you hire someone is going to be somewhere between eight to 10 weeks because you've got about two weeks of gathering the resumes and all that. You've got about a week of sifting through them. You do another interview. That's week four or five. You'd bring them back in for job shadowing. And then they still got to give two weeks notice. And I'll be honest with you, in the environment that we're in right now, the next person you hire better be employed because there's no reason they shouldn't be and so you know they're going to have to give notice and and you hope they want to give notice uh because if they don't then that's kind of a red flag on what they might be like for you so i think you know to maybe help avoid some of that that stress is to always be building that bench and and i mean we get it it's across the country that's one of the biggest things we hear is it's hard to find good people um, so when you do, you want to be interviewing them. And then when you do get them, uh, as Teresa said, and as Scott said, you want to make sure you keep them. And part of that is, is communicating with them, checking in with them as well. Well, cause I also add on to that, Tim, is if you're, you know, building that bench, if you have someone ready, you don't get stuck in the, uh, kind of spiral that, 
okay, you have an employee that you admit probably wasn't the best hire or they're not performing to the level that you want, but you're keeping them around just because you don't want to get short staffed, that it's at least someone in the office. But if they're not contributing to the growth of the practice, if they're causing more issues than they are, having those that, that bench ready, having those um, people that are ready to come on, you know, that's going to make it easier where you can make sure that the decisions you're making in the practice are for the health of the practice and it's going to help you and the rest of your team grow. Being fully staffed in my opinion is a myth. I don't you you if, if from a mindset standpoint, I don't believe you should ever feel like you are fully staffed because the second that you are, somebody's going to quit, you're going to need to fire somebody, um something is going to happen that will be out of your control to where you lose uh, one, one of your employees and if you're not prepared, like Tim said, this takes time. Recruiting takes time. Hiring takes time. Training takes time. And when we look at some of these, some of these busy times, let's let's look at the end of the year, right? Um, it's one of the the hardest times to try to hire people because they're generally not going to leave a, a, a place at that time. They might be waiting for a bonus, or they it's it's just not the right time for them to step away. So you have to be prepared for 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 anything to happen. So don't ever look at your staff and go, "Yep, I'm fully staffed." Doesn't mean you're hiring somebody right now, but have have a, a group of people ready to pluck and, and, and bring on and train at any given point. So when we look at when we look at burnout, right? We've talked about some 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 causes of that and 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 things that we can do proactively to avoid that. But let's be honest, right? It's it's not if burnout's going to happen to somebody, it's when, right? It's it, it, we we can we can control what we can control, but not always can we control every instance of, of burnout. So when it does happen, what are some what are some things and, and ideas that you guys have for people to be able to help soothe the burnout or, or help take care of it altogether? Take some breaks, and that's I'm going to go back to what I you know mentioned in the beginning is uh, to to plan to take these breaks because you know you're overwhelmed with work and um, and and staff and patients. Uh, it's sometimes hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel, but, um, you know, trying to be proactive and saying, okay, I, I need to take a break next week, or, you know, I need to take a break every, every Friday for the next week or next couple of weeks, or, you know, I need to take a, make sure I go to the gym three nights a week or, um, the what? <laughs> Get out there and take a walk and put that in your planner. It's one thing to, to, to say it or to think it or to want to do it. Put it in your calendar. Write it down. You're so much more likely to get that accomplished if you write it down. I promise. I promise. I'm speaking from, self, from personal experience. We also look at, and Scott, you kind of mentioned the time of year. I mean, you come. we're coming off, you know, uh, the busiest time or one of the busiest times with with the end of the year and such. But then you throw in on top of that the holiday season itself, the stress of making sure you have all the packages, making sure you get to both sides of the family or all the family, you know, what, however that works out and the stress that it creates. And so I think it's important to, to say, okay, there are times that I've got to schedule just just some me time or the personal care time. But, you know, it's definitely coming into, you know, more and more now it, it's, 
plus you got winter and it's depressing. I mean, we we've all been kind of talking on teams today. We got kind of spoiled here in the Midwest with yesterday being sunny and and such and then it was a little bit cloudier today and we kind of like missed that sun already and you kind of with with the snow and everything else it's it's kind of a gloomy time of year. So, uh, you know, you've got to find whatever it is that that just, you know, whether it's listening, just sitting back listening to music. I know a lot of people like to listen to music. You, you look at uh, uh, Holly, uh, who is our practice minister. She absolutely uh, loves to read. And, you know, that's, I, you know, those are your, your, your happy places, if you will. So I, I think it's, it, there's not going to be a, a catch-all for everybody. Um, as Teresa said, you know, go to the gym. Scott and I are like, the where? Do we need a roadmap <laughs> to find that place? Um, you, you know? Not trying uh, to get healthy here. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wouldn't know where a gym was if you, you know, put me out in the parking lot and gave me GPS. I still probably wouldn't find it. Um, I know a guy named Jim. That's a that's about it. Though. Yeah, but you know, but for some people, it, it, there's not a catch-all answer, and it's really what's going to to make you happy. Yeah, you know, I want to call call back to something that, that that Tim said earlier, and it's and it's remember to have fun. And, and you know, this is this is something. What 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 we get to do is is such an awesome special thing to do in our industry. And 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 when it when it does get busy, it gets busy. And and some of that stuff we can control, some of it we can't. But hey, let's be honest, being busy is a great thing. But we've got to remember what we do is also fun. We get to change people's lives, and I think we've got to remember, and especially I'll, I'll say this to to the to the practice managers, owners, uh, the the leaders that are listening to this, remember that you're ch- checking on your team is one thing, but it, it, let's let's it foster that fun environment. Throw up some high fives once in a while. Make sure that we're we're having we're having a good time, right? That, that we get to laugh. But another thing I remember when I was a when I was a field leader, one of my favorite things to do during during week fifty two is is I I would go and I would put together these uh, these energy baskets for uh, for for my, my my stores, and they would be I would put in you know some water, some granola bars, some you know some sugars, right? For people like me and Tim that we want, you know, we're gonna live off that, uh, and, and it was just a fun little little basket, and I would take that and it would go sit in the, in, in the back room. But this was something that you know we, people might not not be taking full on lunch breaks because it was busy, but you know what? They could jump to the back, grab a granola bar and a water really quick for, for a snack of some sorts. Um, but it was something special and it was something fun that we all got to do together. So thinking of some fun things like that would also help with, with burnout. Creating a fun contest, creating something, just helping to get some more energy into the team. Um, I know an office that they will do a, 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 a contest for pie day where if the the employee that wins gets to pie the doctor in the face and um you know it's a it's just something fun that they want to do uh i personally don't know if i'd want whipped cream all all in my hair and having to deal with getting that out uh but you know whatever's gonna energize the team get them motivated Teresa, Tim, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure that Kendall just came up with a really great idea for us as a group to do uh, for, for, for Pie Day. I don't even think we need to do a contest. Let's just throw pies at Kendall. I mean, that's uh, I think that's that would be awesome. Uh, and, and by the way, Teresa, that's how you take care of, of burnout. It's pie, not gyms, right? Now we're, we're talking. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> I want to feel really good about myself the next day. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I think when we, when, when we look at this, it's, it's, you know, bur- burnout is a very serious topic. We're having fun with this, but, but, you know, when we look at this, it, it, it is, it is going to happen. It's going to happen to, to our doctors. It's going to happen to our, to the, the practice owners. And it's going to happen to everybody else that, that works there. The, the, the biggest thing that we've got to remember is be proactive, not reactive. Look at what we can do to, to stop, um, the burnout before, before it happens. And then we can not have to worry about anything else, uh, before that. So I also, th- and look at your systems. You know, sometimes it, it might seem chaotic or, or you might feel overwhelmed or stressed. And it's because maybe you're doing some of your systems wrong and you're double, you know, you're, you're having to do things twice and you could say, Hey, what happens if we streamline it? And, and I think for doctors, don't be afraid to delegate. I think, you know, everybody's kind of mentioned delegating stuff and what can be delegated. I think sometimes for doctors, and I'll even say practice managers, you know, sometimes you keep too many things close to your vest, you know, don't be afraid to, to delegate and, and empower your, empower your staff, um, to, to take some of that off of your plate as well. Well said. Well said. Well, I think that brings us to a close for uh, for for this episode. I, I, guys, thank you once again for for joining us. Um, burnout. Be proactive, not reactive. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thanks, Scott. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Scott.